guitar. <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and listening. I'm Frank Salvato. Before we get into this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch, I wanted to double down on something that we talked about at the end of the second segment. First, we need to expunge the idea that the Democrat Party is the political party that champions the working and the average man. This idea is so far from the truth it would take a SpaceX rocket just to see where it was 50 years ago. The Democrat Party, today, is the party of corporate coercion and wealth, of rewarding their political benefactors and placing the most extreme elements of our society above every other demographic that comprises the United States. They are the party of globalism and one-world government, of centralized government and authoritarianism. At every turn, they seek to attain more power over the people and, by doing so, they whittle away at our individual rights, making the Bill of Rights a work of fiction. Today's Democrats are, in fact, neo-fascists who use private sector cronies to impose their will onto the people when their attempts at legislation fail. The concerning point that we talked about this morning is that the Republicans of the uniparty federal government are no better. They are just less egregious in their actions, making them the lesser of the two evils when it comes to choosing. This brings me to the second point, and one that bears stating again and again and again. The core of the Republican purpose, going back to its inception, is to maintain limited government, to affect less government in our lives. This means fewer but better laws, less regulation, more free market, lower taxes, if any, and the protection of sovereignty. Today, the federal GOP is floating minimum wage bills that puke on the notion of a free market. They have failed to even repeal Obamacare as a whole and continually find ways to allow the neo-fascist left to compromise their way into incrementally subjugating the citizenry even as they redistribute wealth to those who refuse to participate in our economy. This is why the only platform message I care to hear from any of the GOP presidential candidates, and actually this goes for all of the GOP candidates at any level of government, all I want to hear is less government, more freedom. It's time we started seeing the repeal of laws, not the creation of more, and it is absolutely time to restructure our tax system to forbid the elected class from creating new taxes or expanding the taxation that already exists. Neither party can be trusted to come through for the American people on that point. Less government, more freedom, fewer and limited taxation. If that's your platform and you explain how you will adhere to those principles, then you have my vote. Otherwise, don't even come knocking on my door to ask for it. Our Monday segment on the Captain's America Third Watch, right after this. 
You're listening to Underground USA. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Well, Mr. Kyle, you're going to ask the first question because we know people have been waiting to hear from Frank about it, so go for it. Well, good morning, Frank. And um, we've got uh, this interesting new Washington Post-ABC poll uh, that found that um, if the election were held today, Donald Trump would win over Joe Biden 52 percent to 42 percent. Wow. I mean, this is one of the biggest uh, uh, disparities we've seen for a while. But what what do you make of all this? I know these are snapshots, but what do you think? Well, uh, regular listeners know that I don't put a lot of stock in polls because depending on the the questions and, and the manner in which they are asked, you can make anybody say anything. That said, I don't trust ABC and Washington Post to throw them. They've been carrying water for the far left since the Obama years. So, you know, with a skeptical eye, I look at this, they say, well, they really don't want Joe Biden. So they're putting a lot of pressure to make sure that that flips before the uh, the campaign gets down to the nitty gritty. But also they're trying to instill a false sense of security in the base on the right and the middle right. They, they would love for people to say, well, he's winning by 10. So, you know, it's double digits. I, you know, I, there we go and become become very passive about the election. It's a tactic that they used in the past. So I don't I don't put a lot of stock into the poll. Um, I think people have to be very wary when you hear uh, numbers like that, that they're trying to manipulate you. And remember, this is coming from the same group of people that told you that COVID was tearing through people and killing them and you better stay in and wear your mask. They're pushing Bidenomics. They're saying the economy is good. Uh, not a lot of truth coming out of these two institutions today. So when you hear a poll like that, be very skeptical and keep your eye on the ball. It's yep. about casting the ballot. Yep. Kyle. Well, you know, Frank, one one of the things about um, about uh, this poll, this kind of poll, I think you're exactly right. Uh, there certainly does seem to be a false sense of security uh, there because, yeah, I think they're trying to look for reasons to get rid of Joe Biden. So some people might – you might say, well, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it because they could bring in a more dynamic, uh, shall we say, uh, opponent for the Republican nominee – and then have a fighting chance. But what do you think about Donald Trump in terms of going into the general election? You know, not you know, polls notwithstanding. I've been saying this all along. We started silly season too early. You know, you, you can't run your campaign directly off of another campaign. People will get fatigued. So how's he doing? I don't know. 
All right, hold that thought, gentlemen. We're coming back with more on the Captain's America Third Watch right after these messages coming your way. And they're going to go to break, and we'll be right back with more right after this. This is Frank Salvato from Underground USA, and you're listening to a fellow brother of the badge, Matt Bruce, on the Captain's America Third Watch. State Farm says they're a good neighbor, but would a good neighbor target five-year-olds for conversations about sexual identity? State Farm did. For six months, they asked employees to donate guides to being transgendered to public schools, books aimed at making kindergartners question their identity. How do parents know where State Farm put these books? What's State Farm doing about it? Visit AskStateFarmWide.com. Who helped cause soaring gas prices? BlackRock. Who contributed to outrageous housing prices? BlackRock. BlackRock and Larry Fink spent years harassing oil and gas companies, making them divest from fossil fuels. Now you feel the pain. And BlackRock-owned companies are snatching up houses, crippling families. Now BlackRock's former ESG czar Brian Deese is Biden's economic advisor, crushing America from within. That's what BlackRock is really about. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. You know, not to be confused with a fly in the wall, AOC came out and hit, re- and hit reverse and said, and I quote, uh, she was asked a question about why she was driving and why she was so concerned about supporting the UAW strike when she was driving a non-union-made electric vehicle. And I apologize to the flies on the wall because I know they didn't want to be compared to AOC. Nope. You know, but uh, she's a walking contradiction about everything. Yep. She wants to support the unions, but she supports open borders. Anybody who supports open borders can't support the unions because open borders equals competition for union jobs. Yep. This is another example of people wanting to get in front of the microphones and in front of the cameras to espouse whatever they think the audience is going to grab onto the most. But these people don't think things through. If she would have said that, somebody would have asked the questions, well, how do you square open borders with supporting the unions? She wouldn't have been able to answer it. They would have called a cap on the press conference and she would have run away probably to her electric vehicle and only to find out that it wasn't charged and she couldn't get away from the crowd. So this is what I mean by if you give these people enough rope, they will hang themselves. If you, and it's an Alinsky rule. If you force the competition to live up to what they proclaim, they will step in it every single time. You can't be supportive of everybody and your opponent is the devil when you're playing in the devil's arena, it it just doesn't work. So when she does things like this, she exposes her ignorance. She was never ready for the job. And let's remember how she got there. Yeah. They did a cattle call for someone who would be able to identify with a certain demographic. Mm-hmm. She was a bartender, not to take away from bartenders. They're a lot smarter than a lot of the people in Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. But she was never a politician before. She wasn't even someone who had a valid opinion on 
on, on political issues. Mm-hmm. She was drafted for this because of what her ethnicity was, what her, what her gender was. She doesn't have a history of politics. She's a political imbecile, and she proves it regularly. So, you know, again, I apologize to the flies <laughs> on the wall. Okay. Well, six GOP senators have rolled out their Higher Wages for American Workers Act. So right away, the bill aims to boost the um, national minimum wage to $11 per hour. It also costs for mandatory E-Verify to make sure the wage hike is only benefiting those who are authorized to work inside the United States. And it's now got the Republicans being labeled as a pro-worker movement. Well, I'm not a fan of minimum wage. Uh, I agree with Thomas Sowell, Walter Williams, and Milton Friedman that you need to let the market determine what the minimum wage is. That also requires you not to have open borders because the free market has to work. When you start manipulating what minimum wage is, now you're taking away from people who would work for the wage that would be paid, and you're manipulating supply and demand, which causes all costs of things to continually go up. So uh, Republicans who are who are supportive of a minimum wage, uh, I got to look deeper into exactly what they voted for because they're not exactly supporters of the free market, and that's not what the Republicans are supposed to be doing. Now, that said, when you're talking about using E-Verify and things like that, well, we all should be doing that. Citizens should be the people that get the jobs. Mm-hmm. That's it. But the Republican Party has been the party of the worker for quite a while now. The Democrats like to paint Republicans as being supporters of the of the mega rich, and we got to take care of our rich friends. So you hear people like Maxine Waters, Ayak, and 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 everybody else talking about Schumer and Pelosi. They they always talk about oh how we protect the rich. Well, that's not the case. Democrats are the party of the uber-rich now. Republicans have been on the side of the worker for at least the last 20 years. we got a caller, and I want to see. I think I know who this is. Okay, good morning, uh, caller. Is this Mary? It is. Hi. Uh, I would just like to ask a quick question for Mr. Uh, Mr. Frank. Uh, my son had mentioned yesterday that the French fries from McDonald's were still grown in fields, but they're bioengineered. And I was wanting to ask Frank what he thought about this bioengineered food business. Thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a horrible idea. It's a horrible idea. When you, when, you, when you look at companies like Monsanto and everybody else who's manipulating how food is grown to try and, and juice them up so that you can actually have more. Well, right. I don't I don't see a lot of, of people who are starving around the world benefiting from this. And then when you get into what they're using to grow these bioengineered foods, you've got to start thinking of whether they're manipulating how our bodies are reacting to things over the years. Cases of cancer going up, cases of, of diseases like autoimmune, Hashimoto's, all, all up in numbers, up in numbers because of what we're putting in our body. I try to eat as natural as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, pre- preservatives, not a good thing. Corn syrup, not a good thing. So when you start getting into bioengineered foods, you better be looking with a skeptical eye at these things. And boy, if you're not reading the contents of what you're buying in the stores these days, you probably mm-hmm. have been eating cricket flour already. 
<laughs> well, Frank, uh, we're going to be seeing, I think, the next uh, GOP debate here, I believe, this week uh, from the Ronald Reagan Library up in Simi Valley, for at least from where I'm at. And uh, what do you think is going to be the, you know, the, the the big takeaway from that? What what do the candidates have to do to break through the Donald Trump noise? Do you think? Well, it, it would be nice if they would be able to talk to the 500-pound gorilla in the room, but he's not playing ball. So the Republicans really should be thinking about how to restructure what they call debates into being informative in an informative forum instead of people nitpicking at each other under a clock. We've got to come become way more cohesive with a platform. And if your front runner, who the Washington Post says is winning by Ted, if if he's not on the stage, then you're you're battling real hard for second place. And and you know, I don't I don't know how that works. I don't know how the people are served by that, but it's a great political tactic for the front runner. I'm not I'm not gonna talk to you. He's the big guy at undergroundusa.com and don't forget his book nullification. I'm letting people know that you got that book, and there were some of them that got sold on Saturday, and that's good. Still got a few more, and we'll we'll be doing that until we can't do it no more. How's that? Now, we, you, good you and I talked about uh, the Republicans building a pro-worker movement, and I didn't quite get a chance to finish it. I talked about the fact that they want an $11 an hour wage right now, and they also want to man- mandatory e-verify to make sure the wage hike goes only to those who are authorized to work in the U.S. Well, okay, fine. But why all this matters is because rather than only focusing on culture issues or Biden family corruption, passing pro-worker legislation can reach those most disillusioned with the Republican rhetoric. Now, it's also part of the realignment of Republicans moving away from the libertarianism and towards using government to help their voting bases. Now, I I get what they're doing there, but they might be making a bit of a mistake by moving away from the libertarians. No, it's a a huge mistake. Republicans have always, since their inception, been about less government. What I see in in a move in their their philosophy now is that, well, we're just the alternative government control that that we want to have. The left wants to have government control act like this. The right wants to have government control take care of that. The key word in both of those things is government control. Mm-hmm. Government shouldn't be. We don't. We don't have a centralized government in our founding documents in the United States. And and I don't know how to say this any clearer. We've got fifty separate states with fifty separate constitutions. Yep. The federal government is is very finite in what their authority is. And that that was the case directly up until Woodrow Wilson and and the the grab for power that was their bastardization of the Commerce Clause. So Republicans moving away to say, well, we're going to we're going to make government work for you. I'd rather them say, you know what, we have to safeguard against too much government in your life and talk about missing a golden opportunity. You should just keep going back to covid. Do you see what an overreaching, overpowering, centralized government does when you have fanatics in control? Mm-hmm. They ruin the economy. They kill people. And it's the only people who get to actually make any money in the market that they've manipulated are the people that they like. 
So that's what centralized overpowering government looks like. And I don't want to get into a, a pendulum going back and forth where, okay, these favored people are getting, are, are being able to feed at the taxpayer trough now. And then, oh, okay, people got sick of those names. So the pendulum went back to the other political side. And now those chosen few get the feed from the public trough. That's the danger that, that we see today because that's happening. I don't want any more government in my life. I don't want Republicans talking about a minimum wage. I don't want them talking about manipulating the workforce. Get the IRS out of my way. Get regulations out of my way. Let the free market work. Make sure that we have excellent standing in the world, secured borders, and a military that can kick anybody's butt. That's what they should be doing. When's the last time you heard the federal government repeal a law or a regulation? Not once. Yeah. So all they do is go to Washington and try to figure out what to pass next so we could we could get another tax out of the American people to spend more money to bribe people to vote for us. That's got to stop. And if all you're gonna do is ride the pendulum back and forth so that the chosen few can keep feeding from the from the government trough, well, government's not serving you. They are your master. Well, I, got, and I don't. I don't believe that free Americans have a master. I got one more thing to say about what it is they're up to here, and it's kind of interesting. This is kind of the the, the cap to the whole statement. Biden's policies on issues like the migrant crisis, electric vehicles, and the economy are giving Republicans an opening, and the migrant crisis is pushing up housing costs. The EV plans are hurting all the auto workers if they'll look at it. And then the economy is still struggling with high prices. This makes it easier for the Republicans to win over the working class. That's what they're thinking about. That's why they're doing this. Unless they actually wake up one day and become masters of messaging, which they're not, nope. it doesn't matter. It just sounds like they're trying to pass an omnibus platform message that could fit on a bumper sticker, but this bumper sticker has to wrap around the car. True. You, you don't. You don't do that. You want. You want to have a bumper sticker. Less government. There's your bumper sticker. Now fit that into every category. Taxes. Okay. Less government. The higher employment rates. Okay. Less government regulation. Let the free market work. If you're going to manipulate it everywhere you go by by saying, "Well, government will oversee this." Government will take control of these regulations. We have to streamline this. No, just remove it. Just remove it. Departments like the EPA, Department of Education, they're all redundant. Every state has an agency or a department that does exactly what those those agencies do at the federal level. So get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Less government is the message. And if Republicans are moving away from that, then by the same degree, I'll be moving away from the Republicans. Okay, uh, George is asking, George Godfather, does Frank agree with Matt Gates? Uh, not on a lot of stuff. Uh, his rhetoric is, is very rhetoric-like, but uh, I, I'm always incredibly wary of showboaters. Anybody who's racing to get in front of the camera with incendiary talk is not a, a direct line back to our founders who were smart people. Benjamin Franklin did, didn't scream to the press. Hamilton did, but that maybe that's why the left likes uh, likes the bastardized play of his life. Statesmen talk with a measured head. 
and they, and they can explain their positions so that people can understand them in consumable chunks. And they have always been for less government. Show me where he's putting bills in front of the people to diminish government in my life at every level. And then I'll dig deeper into what he wants. But he's the guy out of a district that represents me. And what I hear in my homeland, meh, with a capital M, meh. <laughs> well, we're going to run out of time here in just a second. But, you know, we always cover a lot of ground when you come in there. We try to cover uh, the things that people have been, uh, you know, asking us about or, or saying, what does Frank think? What does Frank think? So that's, you got your own little, you got your own little question asking session going on here ahead of time. So be prepared for another one on Friday. You know, my, my opinion is mine. I, I keep my eye on politics because that's what I do. But if you're going to listen to anything I have to say, it's do your own homework and make up your own mind. That's right. Okay, Frank, I'll talk to you on Friday. Stay low, my friend. Thank you very much. That's Frank Salvato, undergroundusa.com, and, of course, the book Nullification. Kyle Warren and I will be back. Don't go anywhere. Please like the episode on the platform you're listening to us on, leave a comment if it lets you, and share us with your friends and family. Our influence grows when you share our podcast. And don't forget to sign up for our Substack, which comes directly to you, subverting the interference of the internet gatekeepers and social media censors. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.